Y'all already know what the motherfucking deal is. Let's get into it, boy. Y'all already know. This is how I'm feeling today. This is how I'm feeling today. Say pain. Broke up with my girl last night, so I went to the club. Put on a fresh white suit and mini coops, sitting on dubs. I'm just looking for somebody to talk to and show me some love. If you know what I mean. Everybody talking as soon as I stepped in the spot. 200 bitches and I'm better than none of them hot. But it's pretty young Dana was working all the way at the top. Shorty, what is your name? She made me streaks to drink. We drunk them, got drunk and let us think. She thinks I'm cool. She gave me a week, a week back. You gotta turn it up for this. I gotta turn it up for this. Bartender. Yeah, if you're looking for me, I 
I'm at the bar. Welcome, welcome, welcome back guys to another episode of the Entangled Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Poetic Justice, here as humbly as I can. And this is the podcast where there ain't no hoes, but say it with me now, but we do think out loud. Yes, 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 yes. If you're watching this on the streaming platforms, go ahead, give us a full five-star rate and review. What that does, it helps us move up in the algorithm. It helps us get discovered by more people that probably never heard of the Entangled Thoughts before. So do that. It's a great way for you to support our podcast. Another great way for you to support our podcast is, guys, let me tell you about a place. A place that's free of judgment. Free of scrutiny. Join the Patreon, guys. For just a dollar a month, you get access to over 30 different bonus podcasts. And on these bonus podcasts, boy, we speak free of the lip. Without regard or reservation for what we might say. There's a lot of fucked up shit that I say on this pod. So we have to put that behind the paywall. Um, Go ahead and do that for us, guys. It's a great way for you to support our podcast. And also, this week, shout out to the Anchor app for sponsoring us. As usual, if you don't know about Anchor, Anchor is the best way for you to broadcast your podcast. But more on that later. I'm pretty sure you're on your way to work at school, sweetie. So have a great day at work at school. Remember, I love you and you are love. Mwah. Changed it up a little bit. Just a little something, something slight, something different. How y'all guys doing today? this beautiful morning and or evening depending on what time of the day that you're listening to this i'm feeling good had a had a pre-warm-up pod thing energy listening it brought my energy up i'm there i'm here i'm here i am him and i am they i'm with it (laughs) um some funny things that happened this week first things first you remember the last episode i think this was Oh, by the way, this is the fourth day of the 14 days of pod. So four days down, only 10 more days to go. We can do this. We can persevere. Uh, I did take today off because I ain't going to lie. Today, I slept, t- today being Monday, I slept the entire fucking day. Like, with, like I had like training for my new job at like 9 o'clock in the morning. Woke up, I woke up, went to the job. It was pretty cool. Like the, I, I like the bar setup. I like the kitchen is big as fuck. I'm with it. I'm I'm with it. Came back home. I was out like a light for the rest of the day. Got my good sleep on, and now we here. Now we potting at at like almost ten o'clock at night. So some things. Um, First things first, you know, some church announcements. We are having a live show coming this December. I will let you guys know when those tickets go on live right now. I'm very deep in planning, getting orchestrating, getting all the things that we need to get uh, for this live show. So be on the lookout for that. And I'll let y'all, obviously, y'all will know when tickets go on sale because I'm going to be promoting the fuck. 
promoting the fuck out of it. Uh, we're probably I'm thinking about doing two different nights uh, at two different places, and like yeah, it's going to be a vibe. So come, make sure y'all look out for that. And when the tickets go live, buy the tickets, guys. That's all I'm asking. It feels weird. I feel like a real time partner. I'm, I'm in this shit. Um, so speaking of which, this is how I know I'm good at potting. This might be like my conceited thought of the day, but you know. So I try. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, guys, for talking nerdy. This is me. This is like like. Let me get. I gotta get this off my chest. I gotta get it off. So like, in Houston, there is a void for a niche a niche specific content creator slash podcaster and i'm feeling that niche i'm feeling it the clips i posted a clip that i did like last year and uh it jumped up and like i i tagged it under the houston podcast and it jumped up to the number three on on the tag and i was like yo that's crazy and that lets me like because i'm i feel like i'm the best at doing this i'm the best production wise i'm the best um then content wise, I'm the best. I feel like I get off. I'm not intelligent enough to get off crazy ideas like listen to this while you shit like Dom and or philosophical ideas like waving the red flag. But I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, the more I do this, the more I start to see engage. And obviously, a good a good I feel like a good content creator critically analyzes his work and uses that as a stage of improvement. I do that. Obviously, I'm like, oh yeah, like when I'm listening back to these episodes. I'd be thinking, like, yo, I could have, I could have delved so much deeper into here, this, that, and the third. And like, there, there's a long story short. I have a lot of potential, and it irks my soul a lot of times that I don't really tap into my potential like I should be. Right? Does does that math be mathing? Ah. Uh, some uh, some things some things that uh grinded my gears this week. <laughs> I'm I'm sick of talking about it, bro. But fuck it. Um. So remember the last episode when I talked about that girl dishing me on that date? Crazy work. I don't know. I don't know if I fully expressed why I think she left. Let me explain why. In the whole year and some change that we've been doing this podcast, a lot of fucked up shit has been said. A lot of fucked up shit has been said. So, and I'm, I told this girl one of the fucked up, the most fucked up things we've ever said on pod. And it was that, that was a joke about the retarded girl. I'm not going to repeat it, but if you listen to the episode and you know what, you know the joke that we we're talking about, then you know. So replaying that that specific scene in my mind over and over made me feel like first of all humbled the fuck out of me because why she she could have just told me she was uncomfortable and left me. i'm like i would have been cool with it like i i'm gonna keep doing my shit but she she it's <laughs> some nasty business bro it's some nasty work Bro, she really just like dipped, and like it, it's it's fucky with my mental, like because I like I'm glad she did that because it let me, it reminded me that like, hey yo nigga, you not cute enough to for somebody to stay after something like that, like you, 
<laughs> you better you better humble yourself. You better humble yourself because I was getting a big ego. I was I was getting a big ego. I can't I can't deny that. Um so yeah, something else that grinded my gears. Um let's 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 throw it back to my the land of my ops, aka Chicago. Chicago will forever be known as the land of my ops. If you know, you know. Um so one of the midnight train to Chicago's, she came to Houston and then she went back to Chicago where she stayed. She went back and this is the, the I, I don't know why I'm saying it like this, but like one of the midnight train to Chicago stories, uh, the first one to be sp- more specific, because like you know she she has family and she stays here for the summer or two weeks, whatever the fuck, and then she goes back to Chicago where she quote unquote lives. So, she went back to Chicago, and on her like lo- full full on disclosure on her story. She posted a picture of her and her dude. Oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. Cause why she do that? Cause like I I know you were fucking around with bro. Like <laughs> a lot of <laughs> let me let me also address this elephant in the sphere. So there's a girl, right, that listens to my podcast. And she made a very astute comment. She said, look, I'm not trying to be one of your stories on your pod, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, what you mean? I said, most of the time I talk about how I'm going to fuck up, how I'm the problem. Most of the time these girls not the problem. It's it's me. It's me. That's 100% a fucking lie. Like, I, had to, I had to sit there and, like, really, really evaluate are these girls the problem? And like, am am I the problem in most of these stories? And most of these stories, no, I'm not the fucking problem. Um, but like, I do. Pro- I'm not the problem, but I do problematic shit. There we go. That sounds good. That, see, listen to the idea, not the words. I'm not the problem, but I do problematic shit. Meaning that, for example, Demon Time definitely wasn't a problem in that. But the antics that I took in order to spite her while she was still living with me ramped up the animosity. Not the problem, just did problematic shit. For example, I flipped the bed on her. That's not cool. That's problematic as fuck. That's abusive. That's abusive. She didn't deserve that. Okay, maybe she did. Maybe, maybe. If I could go back in time, would I redo that specific action? Probably. Probably. Depends on my state of mind. If it's current me, yeah. Current me. Because like I've I've had I've had time to grow from that from that nasty situation. That shit was nasty. Can't believe I was living with a demon for like Half a year, practically. That's mind-boggling. <sighs> One day, I'm going to look back at the whole Demon Time story, and, like, I'm going to just, like, what the fuck was I thinking? I was a fucking idiot at 23. Who let me do that at 22? <laughs> Who let me do that? 
Oh. Uh, so, another. <laughs> I'm just jumping everywhere. Another um thing I want to kind of get into is obviously you heard the intro song, right? Bartender. You some some of you youngins don't know nothing about bartender. Bartender is like one of the greatest T Pain hits ever, ever created, ever produced. The reason I play bartender because like you know I got I got, I'm kind of talking to a bartender, and I'm kind of feeling her. She she a vibe most definitely ten out of ten. IGN would do again, and like yo. You want to know some nasty business I thought of? Because, like, more than likely, on a scale from 1 to 10, and not a scale from 1 to 10, but on, 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 the, on a scale of likeliness, probably 8 times out of 10, I'm probably going to see her tomorrow because Tipsy Thursday, the fuck? And I said Tipsy Thursday, didn't I? Uh, Taco and Tequila Tuesday. I'm going with my boy David. David, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Um, at TNT Tuesdays, they got karaoke. I'm talking about, I'm giving nasty business. I'm going to the karaoke and I'm singing bartender. Because why not? And I feel like, this is this is some work. Let, let me explain this. Because I think, I thought, I thought the thought of this was funny. So last Tuesday, no, actually it wasn't Tuesday. It was like Thursday or something like that. Last Thursday, I went to, uh, I went to, the bar, I didn't go to Tipsy Thursdays because I, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling Tipsy Thursday because, like, the UHP parties have been on a, st- I've been talking to this, I've been talking about this for a while, but the UHP parties have been on a steady decline within the past couple years, and I, I kind of understand why, which is good that the popularity of these parties are declining in retrospect, because if it, if you live in Houston, and if you ever been to a UHP party, you know, hundred percent sure that this party is okay underage drinking, and they have hella fucking problems. Like I can't, like, you know how many? For me, just going to a UHP party for like, I've I've been going since I've been underage. I think the very first. What year was that? It was 2019. 2019 was the first year I went to a UHP party. And I was 20 at the time. Mad underage drinking. Crazy. You could walk up and buy yourself a shot. And, like, nobody would ID you. And, like, everybody would just roll with it. That's why I think that's why I love the party so much. And that, and because they're extremely fucking lit, it's like it's like they crammed like a shit ton of people in a very small building, and I was with it, and like crazy shit. I made I made some dope ass friends from that cool whatever vibes. Now, with assumption, because like obviously drinking underage is illegal as fuck, and I'm pretty sure if uh. If a bar or something or like a restaurant that sells alcohol gets caught selling underage drugs by the TABC, they can get their uh, alcohol license revoked. So I'm assuming that caused a lot of problems and obviously all the all the physical altercations that would pop off and 
shit. I, Lord knows what kind of what kind of scuffles and legal troubles they probably got themselves into. But like as a recent, they've been very strict about it. Like, like no underage drinking. Like so, like if you, if a security guard come inside the uh whatever venue that they're at, they're looking around. They're checking. They're checking wristbands. They're checking hands and doing all the shits and it's just to stop the underage drinking and i'm like okay on one on one hand i'm okay with this because you youngins don't need to be drinking anyway y'all you you barely can decide what you want to wear in the morning why are you drinking like a whole bottle of tequila like make better life decisions baby make better life decisions that's all i can say but at the same time, bitch, I came here for tea. What the fuck we doing? Like, nah, nigga, let those niggas fight. Let those bitches fight. Crazy, crazy riff. Crazy riff. But, like, one of the most memorable fights for me that I've ever seen pop off at a UHP party is... Mm, I'm minding my business. I'm over here moshing. I'm dancing. I'm having a great time. The fits is fitting. Like I'm like it's giving. It's giving. I'm that nigga. I'm having a great time. I look over, see a little shorty tucked away, and then she just she, she. First of all, let's talk about the stature of this woman, right? Because she couldn't been no more than like, she was definitely shorter than 5'3". Let's say that. She was a short little Asian girl. And she looked cute. And she was having a good time. She was swaying with the vibes. And and again, based off the energy energy that she was given, she was definitely by. Because why? Because she was a promiscuous woman. We love promiscuous women over here. Love to see it. So, go over and I was like, okay, whatever. I get my shot. I get my drink. Okay, I continue doing me. I look back because again, a whole bunch of people, little tiny area. So somebody accidentally bumps her, and she drops her drink. Looks up at the person and goes, "Hey, yo, what the fuck? Nah, bitch, what the fuck? You just and just start wilding on her." And the girl, the girl who bumped her, super apologetic, super nice. She goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Let me go get you another drink. Which, by the way, is one of the, you don't, okay, you don't have to get nobody another drink, but that is the most respectful thing to do. Because if I, like, I have a philosophy. If I knock somebody, if I knock a drink over, if I knock somebody's drink on them, like, I'm going to feel bad because, like, damn, you paid for your drink. Now it's wasted. Now it's on the floor. Let me. <laughs> I feel obligated almost. Obligated to buy you another drink. Because that's the only logical. Like, that's the only way I can feel better about the situation. And now you got a full drink that you didn't have to pay for. Everything settled. Your clothes might be ruined, but, like, we good. We vibes. We here. She wasn't having that. Little little short Asian girl was not having that. She was ready to wild out. And I think it was because of the alcohol, obviously, because drinking. Uh, 
She gets up like, hey, bitch, I'm ready to fucking, I'm ready to throw down. She she back up, start posting up. And I'm like, and in my mind, I was like, it was at this moment she realized that she fucked up because she is too short. She over here barking like, why, ladies, the short girls, why are y'all so feisty? Why are y'all so angry? It's probably because y'all closer to hell. That's the only, (laughs) no, for real, short girls be they be so feisty and so angry. Why? They're like little chihuahuas. All that, all that talk. Nobody. When I, when I would step up, you ain't gonna do shit. Just sitting there on your ass. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so, like, literally, I, I. <laughs> I don't know who diffused the fight, but I remember how it got diffused. Somebody literally came by, looked at her little chihuahua ass, picked her up, put her on her sh- on their shoulders, and continued to walk the opposite direction. And I was like, if I've never seen any, no more G shit than that. That that was pure gangster. That was gangster at the maximum fucking level. Like. You know how gangster you gotta be to walk up to a random bitch and be like, "Nah, shorty, pick him, <laughs> pick him up, and continue walking." That's crazy. That's fucking insane, and I fucking love it. it can never be me. Can never be me. Let's get out, get that out the fucking way. Because if I, first of all, I'm five, I'm five foot nine, five foot ten on a good day. That's not happening. So on average, the girl probably have to be like five foot four, five foot three or less to 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 make it give significant standard. Also, don't like to admit this, but I'm significantly weaker than I was in 2019. I stopped. I stopped working out. I stopped getting gains. Okay, judging nigga. So what? I zoomed out point five. <laughs> What the, what the fuck am I talking about? I zoomed out point five. Uh, so like, I'm just imagining me going in to pick the shorty up. It's not gonna look like it's gonna look like I'm struggling. And the worst part, anytime I'm trying to do something physical, is I hate, I hate when people ask me, "Hey, yo, bro, you need help?" Nah, nigga. Now you testing me as a man. You don't think I can do this? I don't like that. Now you got to run the hands, and I see like it's 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 not a it's not a good situation. It's not. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about, bro? <sighs> you want to know something funny? I got invited to a date yesterday, but the way the date was phrased. It didn't sit right with my soul. So peep this. Girl hit me up in my DMs. And like me and girl, we've been talking for like a like like a couple weeks or so, sporadically. I don't know how I got her IG, but somehow I got it. But whatever. So she hit me up in the DM talking about like, hey Miles, uh, what are you doing on Tuesday? Me, I'm thinking. I'm probably just going to go to Taco and Tequila Tuesdays and call it a fucking night. But, like, I, I'm not doing anything. Why? What's up? You want to go see Lady Gaga? 
Lady Gaga. I don't know no recent Lady Gaga's I like that. The only Lady Gaga, Gaga song I think I could. That's not even Lady Gaga. That's Kesha. Yeah, I don't know any Lady Gaga. I don't know any Lady Gaga songs. So, but like it's a concert. I'm getting invited to a concert. A hundred percent down. It's an experience. I'm about. We about to have a good time. And she was like, she was like, oh yeah, lady. lady. So okay, obviously you want to get invited to Lady Gaga. Okay, cool. I'm with it. I'm with it. I zoomed out point five. Then she asked me, okay, cool. You buying the tickets, right? What did he say? Excuse me? The way she phrased the question, she phrased it as like she already had tickets. And then, that's a slimy maneuver. That's a slimy maneuver, bro. Because she phrased the question like she wanted, like she already had tickets, only to surprise me and talking about like, oh, you gotta buy the tickets. Hold up, bitch. Hold up. Wait. I don't think that's how. I don't think that's how that's supposed to work. Because why am I buying the tickets and you ask me out? I didn't want this. I don't want, I don't know, no Lady Gaga songs. I'm going to be there looking like, looking like a black piece of checks inside a, a, a pe- <laughs> I'm going to be looking like a brown piece of checks inside a fucking trail mix. Don't want that in life. But, but like, I thought it was like a universal thing that whoever asked whom on the date, that person is paying for said date because they invited them. Me and my fragile masculinity is not gonna let that happen either way, but I, I like I like to play with the thought of it. I like to play with the thought of you you thinking that you're gonna take this date from me. So the fact that she just came out brazenly and then like, okay. I'm not gonna lie. I played I played along with her for a little bit. Obviously, I know I'm not buying no fucking Lady Gaga tickets because first of all, Lady Gaga is a high high value performer. She be in she be in there. She be doing her motherfucking thing. Uh, so if you think that I'm going to buy Lady Gaga tickets, which I know off rip, I'm thinking Lady Gaga tickets cost like at least a hundred dollars each, at least. So I'm like, okay, you know how much are the tickets? She said seventy dollars each. I said, bitch, you tripping? I said, you tripping, tripping? You got me sixty four trigrams of all kinds of fucked up. If you think I brought, <laughs> who allowed you to think this? Now, now, granted, granted, if it was a different dude, she probably would have got that off. She probably would have got that off. But me, I'm not that guy anymore. One, because I'm broke. And two, no. I got mor- I got standards. I got morals. I'm, I'm, you will not catch me sipping out here no fucking more. The audacity. The gall. 
the nerve. Got me fucked up, shorty. What is an appropriate nickname to call ladies? Because apparently y'all don't like to be called female, even though that's what the fuck you are. Respectfully. Respectfully. Hey, don't bite my fucking head off. I'm I'm just stating facts. Biologically, y'all are females. Except for the niggas who think they bitches. <laughs> I can't be saying shit like this during the live show. I'm going to get canceled. I ain't trying to get canceled on my first live show. That's going to go crazy. Uh, okay. You know something else that I, that, that steadily aches at my soul? Sometimes I be coming home from work. I'm tired. I don't work. I didn't did the working. Okay, that's what's up. That's my guy. I didn't did the working all day. I've been pushing. I've been doing me. I've been in the bag. I, sometimes I just want to come home and get my dick sucked and or fuck something. Like it's it's a it's a very primal urge that exists within my soul. A very primal. And like obviously, it it doesn't get done. It doesn't get done. Like I'll come home and I'll probably watch something for like ten minutes and then knock the fuck out. But like, it's it's like within the ten to twenty minutes that I get home, it's like it's like a, it's like a deafening urge. Like the urge is so nasty. That I'll just start hitting up copious women inside my phone, like, "Hey, yo, what you what you doing? What is the proper slide in for a late night booty call? What is the proper slide in? What what do you lead off with? Because okay, some some guys, if they're nice with it, they they got a they got a steady rotation of girls that they keep in. Like you know, uh, I'm gonna hit up girl A uh, today and see what she feeling like. I'm gonna hit girl C later down this week. This, that, and the third. Most guys, they got a steady rotation of girls they keep in to be with friends with Benny's. Like, and they, and both of them are consenting adults and they know what the rest. Oh, shit. What the fuck was that? And they know what the relationship is. I don't got that. Don't have that. Why don't I have that? Because, okay, first of all, first off, ladies. Some of y'all are very high maintenance. Y'all are very high maintenance. And again, I am a broke nigga. You gotta meet me halfway, which in 2022 is asking a girl to do a lot if if y'all are not in a committed thing. So that's off rip. Uh, second thing is it's a lot of energy and time. I gotta pour into dates and planning, and I have no problem planning dates. Let me say that. I have no fucking problem planning a date. Actually, I think that's one of the best things that you can do because I actually like sitting there putting putting pieces together based off the personality and the vibe that I give off of you. So it's something that you're going to genuinely enjoy. Uh, it's coming home. It's like like chilling at the... Is a Netflix and chill considered a date? I don't think it is. It's more like a hangout. 
I don't think it's it. I don't because like I was talking to this with the with the bartender. Uh, we were talking about like how a lot of guys are very quick to fuck, and like first of all, my bartender friend, she disclosed to me the level of boldness that some of you niggas be coming out with, and it's just purely fucking astonishing. Like I am, I am truly baffled. Like I'm truly, I'm truly baffled by um, the level of boldness some of you niggas have. So I was talking to her, and like again, bartender, and she's pretty cute. Uh, I like to say, uh, and she goes like, "Yeah, sometimes guys just come up and they they say." They say some. They say the wildest stuff, and I'm like, "What's the wildest thing?" Like, because I'm I'm very intrigued by how how women interact with men. With like, I'm very intrigued how women interact with men inside the uh, the intersexual dating space. And she goes something like, "Oh, this guy walked up. He was asked if he could get a free drink. I said, no, but you can pay for it.'" And then he was like, "Oh, like something like about how." I I wish I could reciprocate what she said. She said something about like, oh, you know, you look prettiest on your knees. How about you give me a little something? I'm like, nigga, what? Men like this exist in real life in 2022? I'm baffled. Because, like, I've never heard physically a man come off of like, hey, you got some nice lips. I'm trying to see what they look like on my dick. Whoa. Whoa. Sir, you're at like a 12. We need you to come down to like a 2. What the fuck are you doing? Not here, sir. It's a quick way for you to get pepper sprayed. One more thing, and then, then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the pod. One more thing. I've said this before. I'm a very jealous person. Like, I'm more jealous than what I probably should be over over the girls I'm talking to. Or the girls, like, I, I mentally associate with. So, mean, I don't know what day was this. I don't know if this was Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. It was one of the days. It was one of the days, because I'm pretty sure I saw her all three days. Not sure. Not sure. Not positive. I don't know. Probably saw her two days. No, no, no. I saw her I saw her Tuesday and Thursday. That's exactly what I mean. Okay. Anyway, there was this guy. This guy was drunk off his freaking ass, bro. This man was gone. His buddies tried to call him in, and then me, me and the bartender were having conversations about bold niggas. We were like, the, like we were still having that conversation. He walks over, asking, uh, asking for a drink. A friend, uh, she makes sure he's squared away, and um, he nudges at her. Like does does like does like the uh, sign language thing for like give me top, and I'm looking at like my eyes widened and I looked at him, 
And his friends, I'm pretty sure his friends saw the way I was looking at him. I'm pretty confident. And they walked over like, hey, yo, bro, let's get the fuck. Let's get the fuck. No, stop. What are you doing? Thank, thank God for friends. Everybody needs a good support system. Perfect segue. Life's full of tales and stories, but it's those stories what define our character. This week, this week being a party I never forget. A party to never forget. I don't know. I'm 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 shifting on the I'm shifting on the names, but let's rewind the clock back to 2021. I'm sitting here. Demon, me and Demon Tom at this point in time are still living together. And this is probably the height of the amount of turmoil that I can, I can ensue. At the time, she was steadily bringing guys in. One after the other. She was going, she was coming home. Like I know this sounds crazy, but like she was coming home with other scents on her. Crazy work. Obviously, if it hasn't been, if it didn't click in, she was still fucking other niggas even after we we decided to dissolve our relationship and bringing them into our house, having intersex, having intersex, having sex with them. It, it hurt my spirit because I just saw the person I had the most affection for in the world get piped out by multiple other dudes and her giving absolutely zero kinds of fuck for mine and my feelings. And you know what the worst part about it was? She knew she was she was doing some slimy maneuvers because it came out one day while she was drunk. And like like so at the this little side story within the main story, but at the time I had a very small couch one day, uh, she got shit-faced, and I was laying on the couch, I was watching TV, and she was texting this dude, and this dude was basically telling her to come slide through, and she was like, no, I can't right now, I'm sitting next to him, I feel really bad about doing this, this, that, and the third, and that's, ah, that's some, that's some, that's some, that's a slimy maneuver, she knew she was fucking up, and what she was doing was more like, what, what, what did Hobson say? She knew that her she knew that her actions reflected true dishonor, saying that I'm an abusive monster. This bullshit. A nigga was hurt. I was the lowest that I've possibly ever been in life at this point in time. At the end of the day, I still had a house. I still had bills. I had shit I had to take care of. So I went to work this particular day. And the night before, she brought some dude over under the guise that she was giving him a tattoo at 2 o'clock in the morning at our apartment. That, that doesn't make no fucking sense, right? That don't. That math not mathing. The math not mathing. <laughs> That's probably going to be the name of this episode. The math not mathing. <laughs> So I went to work that that the next day in the afternoon, work my whole shift. 
and I'm I'm replaying it. I'm replaying all the guys that she's brought over. I'm replaying the disrespect, the 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 dishonor on my name. I've I've brought shame to the Carter family name. I should I should commit simpaku. So then I was dealing with these guests. And these guests were like they they weren't annoying. It was me. It was a hundred percent me. Like they they were just asking. It's like first of all, lady lady was her order came out fucked up, and I was like, okay, my bad. I'm sorry about that, man. Let me get that taken care for of you. Let me get that taken care for you. Uh, she comes back. Uh, get the get the get the shit taken care of, and then she just kept asking for shit after shit after shit, even though I just fixed the majority of this bitch's order, and then. I think she asked for like some salt because there's no salt on the table at the place that I was working at as a server. So we had to bring them salt. So I was like, yes, ma'am, I'm on the way. And then I went, I went to the employee bed station where the salt is. And I'm thinking about everything. Nigga, did I'm gonna sound like a whole bitch, but I don't care. Nigga, I started crying. Like, like I started fucking erratically shaking, punching the walls. Like I was distraught, nigga. I was I was in distress. And then my coworkers like, hey yo, what the fuck going on, Miles? You good? What's good? What's good? She's like that's like nah, nigga, leave me alone. It's like like now. Nah. <laughs> I think somebody asked, like, hey, yo, Miles, bro, you okay? What's going on? What's what's happening? It's like, nah, nigga, I'm not okay. My girlfriend getting fucking slotted out right now. I am not okay. This not the vibes. And then, like, like, what do you do? For real, though, what do you do? I'm just trauma dumping on the random coworker. Probably never had a real conversation with his coworker before this point in time. Now he's just he's just like, damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that's fucking tough. I don't I can't help you, nigga. I can't help you. So word spreads around our uh venue about uh my little episode. And you know, friends like my coworkers they dabbing me like they, if they seeing me walk by in the hallways, they hitting me like, "Hey, yo, bro, you good? You know, we got you." This sat in the third, and like I'm getting texts from the friends' phone numbers that I do have, and like, okay, yeah, whatever. And like, you know, we gonna we gonna have a good time. We gonna have a good time tonight. We gonna make you forget about that bitch. So. My friends came up with an elite fucking plan. Oh, my friends slash coworkers. They came up with an elite fucking plan. All right. Miles is down in the dumps. Miles usually gives us good energy. So this time it's time for us to reciprocate. So we're going to go over to his house, bring the alcohol, bring the bitches, and we're going to have a good time. Cool, cool, great. We get to my house. I get there, take a shower, get freshed up. I don't know what the vibe is gonna be looking like tonight. I'm not trying to mess with none of it. None of it. I'm distraught still. So then people start coming through. I think, and I had like a, at least a whole apartment full of people. I'm like, I didn't even know this many people. What the fuck? What's going on over here? 
and then um vibes vibes is going we we shooting the shit we playing games we talking shit we at the pool and then eventually we ended up going upstairs it's about to, it's about time for everybody to go everybody trying to figure out their plans for the night for the rest of the night I should say I'm like obviously for the people that is drunk and passed out they could sleep at their apartment and um whatever so uh, I go in my room chilled up with my dog because I'm I'm tired I appreciate my friends cheering me up and they did the best that they could but like my my spirits was just so my spirits was just so low Right. So, what's the best thing that I th- you think I could ever do? I cuddle up with my dog. Cuddle because like I, I I wanted some cuddles. So like some girls come into the room and they're like, "Hey, are you doing okay?" This that and the third. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I appreciate y'all coming through." They say, like, "Most definitely." And then I think one of the girls said, you know what? We should make that bitch jealous. Huh? What are you talking about? What you talking about, Luke? What you talking about, Cletus? What you talking about, Otis? And then so they they start taking off their their uh their bras, start rubbing up on my chest, and I'm like Oh my god. I'm about to have a foursome. Like, I'm with it. I'm with it. Did I do it? No, I didn't. Because I've I've respect. I had respect for uh even though she was going to bring niggas into our house and fuck them, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to reciprocate that energy because at the end of the day, I I'm above her. I'm not I'm not stooping down to her level. I'm greater than that. So obviously I had to the first time in my life I had to reject pussy. I don't think I've ever openly rejected pussy except for this time and day and space and time. I've never rejected coochie before in my life. And this was the first fucking time that it happened. Feel kinda gay. I ain't gonna lie. I feel kinda gay. What did he say? Nigga. Like, I had three beautiful women, dead ass in front of me, Yiddies is out, and I'm loving every fucking second of it, only for me to say no. Might be a little bit gay, might be a little bit of a faggot. I'm not <laughs> saying the F word to that is crazy. Saying the F word to that is fucking insane. So, what's the moral of the story here? The moral of the story is, guys, as you begin to mature, as you start to grow older, you start to realize that the company that you keep says everything about who you are. Uh, I think it was Robert Kiyosaki who wrote that you're tell me who your five closest friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Growing up, everybody's going to need some kind of support system, 
support system helps them obviously coast through life and ideally you want to have you want to keep around the type of people that'll put you in an iron sharpening iron relationship some people people that will continue strive to do more strive to do better continue to want to succeed in life and do great things that is foundations for a fantastic support system so build your system with build your support system methodically Build it with people who will only continue to enrich your life. I was at the lowest that I possibly ever been. And the support system that I had at the time made me realize who the fuck I am. I'm Miles Jalen Carter, a.k.a. Poetic Fucking Justice. And my goal in this life is to take the world by fucking storm. I will encompass every form of art that ever, that ever is to be known to man and I will become a phenom and start generational wealth for my for my future kids. That's who the fuck I am. So my question is who are you? Good to get off. You felt the emotional weight behind that. Nah, that went crazy. That went crazy, Kango. Oh, sometimes, sometimes I'll be in my bag. Sometimes I'll be in my fucking bag. All right, from one asshole to another. Am I the asshole for telling my sister that I hope she never has kids? I'm. 22-year-old female, have a three-year-old twin boys, and I had a baby girl not even two days ago. My sister Jody is 34 and has been suffering from infertility for the past 10 years, as well as repeated miscarriages. I used to feel really bad for her and also a bit guilty as I got pregnant twice while being on contraception. It caused some tension between us when I was pregnant with my twins because she felt jealous and I was already feeling intense guilt. This time around, she wasn't as jealous, but I still felt like it was kind of unfair. As my husband and I decided that we were done having kids, I offered to surrogate for my sister. As soon as I'm clear after this baby, she seemed that she was absolutely over the moon for that. In turn, she offered to watch the twins while I was in labor with my new baby, which was a relief on my part. I went into labor on Thursday morning, and Jody came over to watch the kids while my husband and I went to the hospital. She seemed like she was in a great mood and promptly rushed us out the door. Everything seemed fine until we got home this morning to find thousands worth of destructions. Thousands, I think she meant thousands of dollars worth of destruction to pretty much every baby item we've purchased. Even the crib mattress was torn apart. Everything was ruined. Jody tried to pin it on the twins, but there are three, and this level of destruction had to be done by an adult my twins can't even reach some of the stuff that was destroyed they certainly do not know how to open diaper packages and tear them apart i don't know i know kids especially toddlers and I, I can do a lot of damage in short time but i also know my children aren't capable of doing that so what happened i told my sister to get the fuck out of my home and stay away from me and my family i got really angry and i said a lot of stuff i shouldn't have but one of them was i hope you never have a child and i'll do th- and if you do, t- I'll tell them if it, what the, whoa, words. And if you do, then I'll tell it exactly what you've done to mine. I told her that we can't afford to fix the damages she's caused since she still denies it and she won't cough up. I told her because of the, because of her, the baby doesn't even have the safe place to speak, sleep. 
My parents caught wind of what I said, and even after I explained the situation, they think I'm still being an asshole for saying some something so vile to my sister. After, after all she's done for us, obviously my judgment is clouded. So am I the asshole? Okay. So obviously you know where you fucked up. You hit your sister in a very low. You hit yourself below the belt. Talked about how you hope she never has kids. Now, granted. We have no, we have no way of like visibly seeing the amount of damage that she's pos- she's possibly caused, and like you said, it totaled up to thousands of dollars. Even even now, the baby doesn't have anywhere to sleep. That is deeply troublesome, and obviously very aggravating. No wonder you lashed out the way you did. But I don't think you should have hit like. Obviously, the sister needs to come clean about what happened, what what ensued in, in the in that house that night, and y'all need to have a conversation about it because that's that's on emotional intelligence. But hitting your sister below the belt, talking about I hope you never have kids, even though you know she's been struggling with having infertility over the past ten years, is just it's very spiteful. And obviously, you said it out of rage, so I don't think you 100% meant, meant it. But in this situation, for I think not for the actions that was taken, but for the things that you said, yet, ma'am, you you're you're kind of asshole. So the court's verdict is, ma'am, you are the asshole. Court adjourned. Alright, let's get into some topics. The sad boys are coming, making a comeback. The sad boys are officially in full swing, making a fucking comeback. What do you mean by sad boys, Justice? Well, I will tell you, random listener, for somewhere a part of the world, Within the past couple months, we've seen the growth and the stigmatism of and Andrew fucking Tate. And I've said this before. I don't think Andrew Tate's the problem. But I do think he is a symptom of the problem. Oh, that sounded terrible. I've realized that like, I wasn't really hearing myself. Let me turn up the level just a slight bit. Andrew Andrew Tate is not the problem. He is a symptom of the problem. The 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 actual problem being the the very the feminazis, the very strong uh, the femin the feminist movement that doesn't want equality but wants superior other words and wants superior superiority. There we go. That's the fucking word over men and. Like the type of shit. Like if a if a man talks to me and I don't think he's attractive, then it's it's I count that as sexual harassment type shit. Like women's actually said that clip went viral on the internet. And that's a real thing. Look it up. Um, that's the type of shit that within the past ten years, it's been ten actually ten to twenty years that that's been going on. Is like these feminists they 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 preach that they want equality, but they really want superiority and they want they don't want shit to be equal they want the all the things that still benefit them they want to keep but then they want to uh take a step above men 
but this is not like granted with me saying this this is not to um downplay the feminist movement obviously there are real feminists out there that agree and believe that yes all women should get paid the same as a man for the same type of job for the same amount of years worked yes no gender outright should have any type of advantage over somebody obviously there's better things that as a gender that we do better than the other. But that's not to say that we're superior over them. Does that does that make sense? So because of like this toxic environment made by what I call the feminazis over the past ten years, it's like it's like it's like a pendulum. For the past ten years we've been pan like the pendulum's been swinging all the way to the far right where we've been pandering to these feminazis and like okay like men men have been come on under scrutiny men have lost their entire livelihoods because of something that a woman says and turns out not to be true because like she just wanted to her urge and desire was as simple as I want to ruin this man's life now that pendulum is now swinging all the way back to the left and it is the form in the in the form of men like Andrew Tate men who put the blame essentially on on men because we need to we need to start improving ourselves we need to start uh we need to do better as men I I agree with that sentiment 100% and this also brings birth to the red pill community So as a as as men into in today's society, like I like near the I think this century of men has the lowest recorded sex drive in history because niggas not fucking anymore. They're 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 becoming addicted to porn. Uh, they're they're not they're not living healthy lifestyles and there's all this other shit. And like the men are. That's that's why I like a lot of high. I'm not gonna say high value. Um, highly wanted men are like typically in their 30s because in their 30s men like typically have a lot of their shit together, or at least they're supposed to. We'll say that they're supposed to, but obviously there's exceptions to both of the rules of young and old. Um. I lost my train of thought. I was going strong. I was forming the thought. Oh yeah, it's coming back, and coming back in the form of like guys like Andrew Tate. So that leaves a big question of where that leaves us for our future. Where's our future as far as like our kids, our next generation? Where's that going to be headed? Because if all these kids are consuming this red pill content. Uh, I heard on Logan Paul's podcast that he thinks the content, the type of content that is produced by Andrew Tate is extremely um, destructive and will have a unprecedented, uh, it will have an unprecedented uh, ripple effect on the younger generation where they will, they will be, they will be bathed in misogyny, which is a very interesting thought. 
uh, because I do think some of these, some of the, some of the ideas in the red pill community are extremely fucking harmful. And while I do like, for example, fresh and fit, fresh and fit is another great example of the red pill community because a lot of stuff that they uh, present comes off very crass and abrasive. But as far as like looking at statistics, looking at stand, like looking at the intersexual dynamics, looking at looking at the general dating market of 2022, that's what they're going by. But then again, that's that's their niche because they these guys they want like the the 10 out of 10 woman. She has to have A, B, and C. Um, Learn Lionel made a Learn Lionel made a, a good point on this talking about if. If Fresh and uh, Myron got got pussy while they were in college, they probably wouldn't be like an actual learn how to deal with women like properly. I say I say I say deal with women, but like ladies, y'all kind of understand what I mean, like how to like how to how a man effectively communicates with you. Like first of all, is he is he talking your love language? Because that's important. Is is he being receptive to the things that you're saying? Are you is is he giving you the ick? Because I learned that's a thing. Is he giving you the ick? And then like all these things are important and they're vital. I would say vital to learning about just learning how to interact with each other. Period. You know what? I I spaz I spaz real hard on my on my fucking banter. I like that. I like so like yeah yeah yeah. Um, I had I had one thing. I, I had one thing in here that that I was just like, yo, okay, we fuck it. Well, let's get into some music. So Spotify has officially charted Kendrick Lamar's. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers surpassing one billion streams on Spotify. That's billion with a B. Great fucking job, Kenny. I, if we had like a clapping applause button on here, you definitely would have got it. But Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I was talking to this with my coworker David. Shout out to my boy David again. Uh, Early today, so this was a truly body of this was a truly great body of work so many great songs like obviously you got we cry together united in grief in 95 die hard father time all great records but i feel like this is just like like a quick review of uh mr morale and the big steppers at least for me but i feel like on this on this uh project the pro- the listenability overall on this project was a lot less than uh his project on Damn because Damn listenability goes crazy. You can listen to Damn at any time, day, moment, night. The listenability on Damn goes crazy. But for Mister Morale and Big Steppers, I feel like it's more of a introspective thinking piece. Like I'll put it on. Maybe if I if I really want to listen to some deep lyrics, that's 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 my jam. That's my vibe. 
I assume that point five. I'm just I'm gonna just say that and like let like if y'all if y'all figure it out what that means then like good looks on you 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 be in, you be in it. I say in it. Ew. I say it like that. But yeah. I love I love Mr. Morale in the big steppers. But since it being day four of the pod, I do believe. You know, we you know we gotta go we, we gotta continue the list. So the fourth album that got me through quarantine was Kid the Kid Leroy's Fuck Love. Don't know about the Kid Leroy. The Kid Leroy is the former protege of Juice World, and you can kind of tell because Juice World's songs, no, Juice World's sound and the Kid Leroy's sound sound very similar. Uh, I'll give you a second as I pull up his album. Okay, so apparently he has three different iterations of Fuck Love. I'm talking about the first one. It has like the anime background and it's about a 15 track album. Doesn't take no more than like 15 minutes. Um and it has a narrative in it that like he starts to become more famous and there's this girl that he's talking to and he... I'm going to come back to you on that. I'm come back to you like like there's there's a narrative in it and it, the narrative is told via the skits and the content of the music about how it, you gotta check it out for yourself but it, I I promise you it's worth the listen. Uh, I'm gonna just play one song off this album, and this is like possibly my favorite song because it like gets vibes. And we gonna I'm gonna stop it at the chorus. And he started speaking. I can't come unless you kiss me. I don't know what was to say that she missed me. Rolling in a 450. Why they want to send me on her face? It's 60. Coke, how they want y'all keep it safe off. Never out in public as they talk. Gotta taste my shell shock. Drive me to hell in that drop top. Drive me to hell in a drop top. What they say? It's not fair. You're the one that's still gonna be here. It's hard for me to show you I care. Cause my precious dying I'm better off, I'm better off dead Then we wanna come around here It's hard for me to show you why I care I wanna be myself, I'm too scared I'm too scared Even if it isn't real, I wanna hear it Pour my heart out on the floor and now it's leaking Crazy Crazy work and a lot of the songs on this album go hard just like that one. So it's a definitely it's a 
definitely check out. I encourage every single one of y'all to give that album the the look, the try that it deserves. Where am I on time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's fucking perfect. I, I said I did a good job. Did a good job. Alright, alright. Y'all already know what the fucking deal is. If you're listening to this on the streaming platforms, go ahead and give us a full five star rate and review. You already know what that does. It helps us get discovered by more podcast listeners. Um Yeah. Do that for me, guys. It's a great way for y'all to support our podcast. And obviously join the Patreon. It's going to be patreon.com forward slash entangled thoughts. That's the best way for you to support our podcast. And last but certainly not least, be on the lookout for them tickets for the live show that's coming soon. Make sure you support your boy. Buy the tickets. Come to the live show. And then I'm thinking about I'm thinking after the live show, we're going to have like a little um like a little after party. So yeah. Yeah. Come on down, support the boys. And like, let's get this work off. So I think I'm going to have a niece close us out. This has been another great episode of the Entangled Thoughts Podcast. And remember, keep them thoughts out your bed and keep them in your mind. Good night, guys. Yeah. I don't like the person that I am when I hurt you. Because in those moments, I desert you. And I realize I don't deserve you. No, I don't deserve you, but I'm praying on my knees, begging that you won't leave me. But you can do so much better, please believe me. So I won't blame you if you leave me. Leave me, cause I made a promise on the day we said vows. I swore to love you and to never let you down. I told your father I'd protect you from the pain. I told your mother I would shelter you from rain. You were the only one that I have ever dreamed of. If only I was less concerned about our future, I might have noticed you needed me by your side. And after all of those days, you kept it inside. Don't know how I missed every tear that you cried. I love you enough to let you be free. So I can't blame you, baby. It started with me because I loved you, but left you in moments of need. We broke like a promise too heavy to keep it, baby. It kills me lately because maybe. I don't deserve you, no I don't deserve you, but I'm praying on my knees, begging that you won't leave me, but you can do so much better, please believe me, so I won't blame you if you leave me, leave me, cause I, I'm so sorry for the way things went down, you deserve a king and I'm not wearing no crown, it's tears welling up in your eyes and I'd be lying through my teeth if I told you I was surprised, what did I think, what happened after all?
So I won't blame you if you leave me, leave me, cause I, but maybe we had to break to grow, maybe I had to lose to learn, but when I hear your name, I feel the pain in my heart still burns, maybe this is my sacrifice, maybe I love you my whole life, but I'll lay down my pride and hope. that you won't leave me but you can do so much better please believe me so i won't blame you if you leave me leave me cause i